Good evening and welcome to Women in Motorsports. I'm your host, Melinda Russell, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, my guest tonight is Elaine Larson, and you will hear more about her in just a minute. But first, I wanted to remind all of you that Women in Motorsports is presented to you by the International Women's Motorsports Association. Go to Facebook and find us, like our page, share it. We hit 4,000 followers this week. That was awesome. Some of you may think that's not a big deal, but every one of those followers I've gotten pretty much one at a time. And it's taken us about a year, but they're all real, genuine followers of our page. With They interact, they share, they like, um, they react to things that I post. So I'm just thrilled that we have that many and we're just growing. We grow every day. So it's an exciting time to be part of the Motorsports Association. So we invite you to go to our website, iwmanation.com. You can join and become a member there. You can find all of the copies of the digital magazines that we print. We don't print, we publish every month. You can download them, you can print them, you can read them, you can share them. So uh, check that out and we will also, we have a YouTube channel where all of our interviews are on that. So go to IWMA Nation on YouTube and you can find all of our past interviews. So tonight I'm excited to have Elaine Larson with us. Elaine and I met briefly last year at the PRI show in Indianapolis. She and two other ladies gave a forum on women in motorsports. Imagine that. And so that was my one um, lecture or talk or forum that I wanted to go to because I was new to this association. It was a brand new thing that had come about. Um, and so I wanted to hear what these ladies had to say. And it was very, very interesting and it was well attended. So I could tell by that, that women in motorsports was not just something that I was interested in. It's something that a lot of women are interested in how you balance everything. So I want to tell you just a little bit about Elaine, and then we're going to ask her some questions, put her on the hot seat. So Elaine is the 2014 and 2015 IHRA Jet Dragster World Champion. She's a driver of the Florida Institute of Technology, Florida's Space Coast Jet Dragster. And remind me, when I get to the questions, my husband wants to know how fast do you go, and most men are going to want to know that. So um, I'm going to let her tell us about her family, but it's interesting that she was born in Michigan. So she's a Michigander just like we are, which is very, very cool. I didn't know that about her until I read that. So I'm going to read you just a little something about her. With over 20 years of drag racing experience, Elaine has found her home behind the wheel of her jet dragsters. She met and married her high school sweetheart, Chris. With their son, Andrew, and dog, Nitro, Elaine lives her life all out. Her motto is live fast and play hard. She definitely practice, practices what she preaches, never one to back down from a challenge. Elaine faces every new obstacle head on. Not coming from a racing background, Elaine headed into uncharted territory and never looked back. She never let being a female in a male-dominated world affect her in any way. So that is amazing. I'm not going to tell how old you are because it tells that in here. We're going to keep that. If they want to know, they can look that up later. But um, Elaine, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much for having me. Um, from a fellow Michigander, man, I was born and raised in the middle of the Mitten, not far from Lansing, St. John's area, and met and married my high school sweetheart. He only lived about 20 minutes away. Didn't meet him till I was 16, almost 17 years old, and boy, did it change my life. But it's really exciting to be here and to talk with you guys and hopefully um, share some stuff with some of the fans. Okay, sounds good. So I'll remind the people listening that you can uh, put your questions there and I'll stop every so often and read the questions and, and have Elaine answer those for us. So um, I told that you married, you, you said you married your high school sweetheart. You have one son and you have a dog. Yep. That your, your heart throb, it's the one that's always <laughs> happy to see you, right? No matter what. Oh, and, uh, best kisses, okay? That's right, exactly. Don't tell him that. <laughs> So um, I'm going to ask you just a couple personal little things that people might want to know. So as a kid, did you play with dolls or cars? Um, I played with dolls. I was actually, we started out when I was first born, we were Mennonite. And so we didn't have little cars to play with. We made our own little dolls and my mom would always make the dolls the same dresses that we would get to wear because my mom would make us our clothes. Mm -hmm. And so I played with dolls, yes. But I also, okay, now this makes me sound a little weird. I played with pigs too because we lived on a farm. So yeah. I would get little baby piglets and I'd put them in my little buggy and run them around. Oh, so. that's cute. I love that. <laughs> I used to do that with kittens. We had kittens. That I lived on a farm too, so. Oh. So um, what is your favorite food? Oh, anything pasta related. Yeah, anything with pasta, Oof, which is okay. bad. I love it. And how about a favorite vacation spot? Anything where it's warm and sunny, any place on Florida Space Coast. I know it sounds cheesy, but I love where I live. I feel like every time I come home from a drag race, I come home to paradise. The beaches are awesome. The food is awesome. Um, yeah, and it's where my race cars are, too, so I can't leave too far from them. Exactly, exactly. And um, what is something that most people don't know about you? Hmm, I already told you I was Mennonite. Let me see. Um, I'm not afraid of much. I did. Oh, I have two titanium plates in my head. Mm -hmm. Oh, and gosh. Yeah. Was that a result of a racing accident? It was. It, in fact, it's coming up this weekend on Saturday. It'll be my eighth year anniversary from when I uh, hit a wallet, 280 miles an hour. So wow, it's coming up. <laughs> wow. That's not one that you really probably want to remember. No, but you know what? I think it was a turning point in our career and not just my career, but Larson Motorsports. Um, we're like, we're either in this or we're not, we're either going to go for it or we're not, we're done being half in half out. And as a driver, it really changed my perspective because, you know, you get all these fans that want your autograph and you get all these interviews and you start believing some of the things. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. But then you don't realize why you're doing it. And so it was really that break that I needed to realize and refocus where Larson Motorsports was going and Chris and I had a choice and we decided to grow it. We decided to help the next generation, maybe some little boys and girls that decided they wanted to be race car drivers or mechanics or fabricators. So um, we gave them that chance and here we are today. That's awesome. Cause I know that you have a couple gals on your team. Do you want to talk about them a little bit? I have two cats. Yes. I have Katarina Moeller. Um, the cool part about this girl is that when she was only 11 years old, she was driving a junior dragster. Now, this girl was so totally different than me. Her daddy uh, was a 
champion boat offshore boat racer. I mean, she literally came home from the hospital and went right to the racetrack with her daddy. You know, it's just what she did. Her mom is just awesome and her younger brother actually drifts, so he races too. But this girl was out there junior driving and she met me at one of the local tracks and she walked up to me and wanted my autograph. And she said, do you think one day I could drive a jet car like you? And I said, absolutely. Come see me when you were eight, when you turn 18. And when she turned 18, she came with a helmet, a fire suit, and ready to go. And she was knocking on my door. And she's been driving for me since she was 18. And she just turned, I think, 23. So she's been driving to, for me for a while. She is an awesome girl who literally, her smile gets bigger as she goes down the track. And I think that's what I love most about Kat Moeller is her absolute love of speed. I mean, if you ask her what she wants to do, she says, go faster. And then totally on the other spectrum was, is Kat Redner. Now, I met her three years ago today on this day. I was doing a speaking engagement at WeVenture for Florida Tech. And this girl and her mom came. And after my, spe my speech, she came up to me and you know, was looking down and she was quiet and her mom's like, ask her for a card. And so she did. And I gave her my business card. Lo and behold, a few weeks later, she started coming to the shop. And since then, just this year, she has become a licensed jet car driver. She is my right hand to the left hand. She helps me with all my social media, my marketing, my videos. So all the cool videos that you see on Larson Motorsports, my page, Kat Redner makes. So you need to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter because uh, that's Kat's job and she gets big bonus points when we get more likes. And I can't appreciate how many likes you have because it is hard. It is um, so, yeah. But then, you know, we have girls that are not behind the wheel, too. We have my um, crew chief that helped me get my world championship, Paige Sanchez. Um, man, I can't say enough about this girl. She is so faith-driven and she never wavers from that you know she she makes me toe the line a little bit sometimes but you know that girl is so meticulous she is a mechanical engineer from florida tech she's getting her master's in mechanical engineering or got them and now she's working as an aviation human factors and is doing a study with the faa and so she comes and she looks over my car with a fine tooth comb man um nothing's gonna get by this girl I have Chelsea, I have Dylan, I have uh, oh, Sue. There, over 60% of Larson Motorsports is female right now, which is a huge, I mean, that's pretty good. Absolutely. That's, that is huge, especially like the mechanical piece of it, where yep. she's the one that checks your car. One, you have to have a lot of faith in that person, whoever it is. Yep. And well, if, if they're having a bad day, I try not to let them pack my parachutes. No, just yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't either. No. So, like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. I, I love that. So um, so as a child, how so how did you really get started? Then you grew up on a farm. There weren't any cars. So what happened that you ended up as a as a driver? We left the church, and I think one thing that I learned most about being a Mennonite is um, giving back to community and how to reinforce your community and how to make sure that your neighbors are, are okay and everyone's doing okay. And one person's not better than the other. Everyone's on this equal platform. And I think that's the best part about my upbringing is that, you know, if I have extra, it's it's yours, whatever you need, you know, and so that kind of helped. But my dad, man, he only had a seventh grade education. He was an entrepreneur and probably didn't even know how to spell it. And that's probably my favorite part about my dad. 
He was a go-getter, a hard worker. He was a preemie from birth, literally born at home with a twin who passed at birth. They put him in a shoebox next to the oven to keep him warm because he was born at home so many years ago. Um, sadly, he's passed, but he has left his legacy within all of us kids to work really hard, treat your neighbors as good as you would want to be treated, treat others just as well as what you can. He's given me my faith, and that's important. But I met a boy, okay? My dad wasn't happy when I met this boy. Let me tell you, he's like, okay, who is this Chris Larson? Who is this boy that's turned my girl's head? Um, I'm the baby of seven kids. And so when I went out and I brought this boy back, he had to do some digging on him. And really a funny, funny story is, is, you know, boys are going to get in trouble. But my dad was well known in the area. And my husband or then boyfriend came to church with me one day. And lo and behold, a judge was the new pastor or one of the pastors at our church. And he came up, he goes, uh, Max, which is my dad, he goes, I don't know if you want that girl hanging around with him. I've seen him in my courthouse one time. He got into a ah. bit of trouble. Ravel was just a little bit too much. Paid for it when he was 16 years old. Never did anything again, but my dad kept his eye on him. When we were, uh, he was 18, I was 19, we got married. Put him through school. And once he got out of school, we said, now what? started going to the races and bought my first car, a 1975 Chevy Vega that we put a big block Chevy in it. Still have it around to this day. My crew chief, Everett Lowe, owns the car. We sold it to him and uh, never looked back. I just love speed. I, I think I never looked at it as a woman in a male-dominated sport. I never really cared about who was in the lane beside me or who was in the staging lanes beside me. It didn't matter. We were racers. You know what I mean? Put my fire suit on, put my helmet on, just like everyone else. And when I got in that car and I looked down the quarter mile, all I saw was freedom and I loved it. Wanted to go faster and the husband built me a jet car. Um, he went to school to be an airplane mechanic and uh, he knew jet engines and I knew racing. So we said, let's put our two loves together. And 17 years later, here we are. That's an amazing story. Is long. <laughs> so did your dad ever get to watch you race? He didn't in a jet car, but he did in my 75 Vega. He didn't understand it, but he sure was proud of his little girl. Um, you know, I think that he saw the love that I had for the sport. And I don't know why we picked drag racing. The husband loved land speed racing, sprint car racing, late model dirt track racing. He loved all of that kind of stuff growing up around it in Michigan. You know, there's a lot of those tracks around. And so he would go to those but for some reason, we picked drag racing and I got in the car and I think it was because men and women could be together. You know, sometimes they have a powder puff league. Sometimes yeah. they didn't, especially back then when I started, they did. Right. And um, I don't know. We It just fit. And I loved being the quickest and fastest. And I was a terrible bracket racer. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't get I couldn't gauge the finish line for nothing. I didn't care, though. I had a smile going through the finish line. I go, whoop, whoop, did I win? And they go, no. I go, okay, there's always next week. You know? <laughs> I love the sport and I love the feeling of power. So, nope. So what is the fastest you've ever driven? Okay, so on a quarter mile drag strip, I've been 526, if I'm not mistaken, at 296 miles an hour. That was at Norwalk, Ohio. And I can't remember which race that was at. And that was in my Miller Welding Jet Dragster. Um, off the quarter mile, though, I was going down a runway at Oshkosh. Um, they have this big air show called EAA, 
in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and I was blasting down the quarter mile, and I really didn't mean to go that fast, but I kind of missed my spot because I just, I'm used to a drag strip and didn't know how far I went. I'm going, I think that's enough. We had a race pack on board, and I went 336 miles an hour. Ooh. I get out of the car, and I go, hey, that was enough. That was fast. That's fast. <laughs> that so when you, when you get out of the car after you've gone that fast, are you dizzy? Uh, what? How do you feel? You are so jacked up on adrenaline. It's not even funny. It's like, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. No, it's like <laughs> the adrenaline just flowing through your veins um, is insane. Every heartbeat just fills your body. Every You can feel your blood just running through. It is the most um, exciting experience where you're just flirting just with that area like okay anything bad could happen any second i'm on i'm ready for it i can't think i have to react but i love that feeling of when you cross the finish line you pull the throttle and the parachute back and there's that split little second before that parachute hits where you're just hanging and then snap she hits and throws you forward and you know the ride's over yeah that's that's amazing so Larry Richardson, he's our tech guy. He said that Norwalk was one of his favorite tracks growing up. His dad used to take him there for the pro mod races. So he knows very well about that track. Bill Bader and Bill Sr. and Bill Jr. have done such great things with that racetrack. And I think what I like most about it is, is that they're so fan friendly. I mean, from their ice cream that they serve to just how the place looks when you pull in. I mean, you know, you've got to assume every single person, this is their first time they've ever been to a drag race. And right. the Bader family is so welcoming. Um, you know, it's it's been an honor for me to race there a few years. I've taken a couple of years off since I've had my four car teams. But, you know, I know that they always put the fan first and that's what grows the sport. Yeah, absolutely. That does. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what kind of car it is exactly and and, you know, is it like we had Sarah Edwards on. I don't know if you know her, but she. Okay. I know her personally, but I know she's a new jet car driver. Right. And so we know what she does. It's more of an exhibition type thing. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do and what your girls do and a little bit about your car? Well, I drive a 2014 uh, Jet Dragster. It is about 27 feet long. Um, the engine's out of a General Electric J85 out of an F5 or T38, a little fighter trainer. Um, a lot of times we can see them flying around on Florida Space Coast. So we look up and go, hey, car parts, um, <laughs> which is not what normal people say. But no. um, these cars are custom built for each driver. Um, and we go down the track at speeds of zero to 100 in a little over a second. My car averages about 280 um, and five and a half seconds. Um, they're a lot of fun. And I think that driving them is pretty cool, but I love watching these kids come up with new innovations. We partnered with Florida Institute of Technology just about three, four years ago, and we do internships. So these young kids that want to be aerospace engineers, mechanical engineers, human factors, propulsion specialists, that type of thing, they come in and they get real hands-on experience. Now, the chassis I'm running right now are Ben Worthy's. They're Worthy Motorsports chassis because we were in flux and we couldn't, didn't have our own chassis fabrication bay. So he built us some amazing jet cars. But now we have started to do everything from the concept to design to full-on fabrication. I'm super excited to announce that sometime in 2019, we're going to have the first ever since 
you know, from here, all student designed and built race carts. So Generation 6 Jet Dragster, super excited. It's come from the concept to the design. They, the kids had a hand in everything for it. And they're, they're doing final assembly right now. So I'm really excited to see how that car performs. Um, and that's about it. We moved from Haines City to Daytona, Daytona to Melbourne, Florida, right by Cocoa Beach. So we get to see SpaceX launch all their rockets and make a bunch of noise, probably sometimes louder than what I am. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a perfect fit for us here. You know, the companies that we're neighbors with are Northrop Grumman and Harris Communications and so many really cool, innovative companies that have put the Florida Space Coast where they where they need to be. And yeah. for Larson Motorsports to be a tiny little part of that is pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say where you're located, you probably have some good partnerships that you can build there. We sure do. And we are blessed. We're located right on Palm Bay Road. Our shop is open Monday through Friday unless we're racing because then we must close on Thursday and not come back till Tuesday because yeah. just and eat and drive back and forth to the races. But um, we uh, are open for free tours. We have a little museum area and then we take you through the composites where we do the noses, the seats, the nacoducts, and soon to be funny car bodies. Um, and then we go to the engine lab. We, you know, do all of our engine work to them. We have a Pratt and Whitney lab, which is more of the, the larger engine that we have. And then the general electric lab back to the fabrication, then final assembly. And then they go into the jet car where there it's the holding area before they go in between in and out of the races. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to have to make a trip down there. I've got family there. So I got a good excuse to come to Florida. Absolutely. We get about five to 6,000 visitors um, every yeah. single year. So we get quite a few visitors. In fact, I had some people come in, they contacted me and they flew in from Germany to come see us. And I was like, so nervous. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hope this is everything you thought it was going to be <laughs> so excited. So, you know, we yeah. get some of the old jet car drivers that have been through um, you know, it's great to pass on that legacy. Unfortunately, I will say Doug Rose, one of the um, older jet car drivers that had been around since the 60s, um, he recently just passed. And I think that it's so important for these kids to realize where we are now. They need to take a step back and realize how we got here, you know, yeah. because there's so many cool teams that have made great innovations in safety and modifications and things like that that I think that the kids really appreciate the history. These millennials are pretty cool kids. I know a lot of people have a lot of bad stuff to say about them. Well, let me tell you, the ones that we work with, these kids are so anxious to learn and get their hands ready. And um, it's exciting. That is exciting. And it's, it's fun, though, to go back and look where it started at the, not just the way the cars look, but the hairstyles and what they wore and everything. It's just, yeah, it's just so fun. So uh, that's great. I, I love that you're working with those kids. That's really cool. Well, bless so, heart. Some of them will bring back some of my original autograph cards. I'm like, Lord have mercy. What was I thinking? I've had <laughs> color hair. I had big hair, little hair, straight hair, fuzzy hair. I don't know. I'm thinking, what was I thinking that day? My makeup yeah. all place. <laughs> I know my, my daughters will look at pictures and they'll be like, mom, really? I said, Hey, it was in style at the time. So oh, you know. <laughs> nothing that, a style that never goes out of fashion is my fire suit, man. I said, no matter what, I always feel like I'm looking no. good when I'm in that thing. <laughs> you, yeah, absolutely. You do. So now how do you, does your car have a car number? And if so, how did you choose it? 
Well, they actually assign you a car number. I'm JD1067, which is kind of cool because, okay, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. I was born in 67, so I'm 51 years old. And I absolutely love that I'm this age. You know, um, it's not that it's easy when you're young. When you're young, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because you don't necessarily have the money or the connections or anything to get into the sport. And I think that's what I see when I go out to drag strips all across the country get these young kids who want to be a part of it, but they don't know how. Mm -hmm. I mean, they see all these super expensive race cars, whether it's drag racing, dirt, circle track, NASCAR, IndyCar, I don't care what it is. I don't, I think that they're just overwhelmed and they think that could never be me. Well, right. let me give you a secret. It can be. But mm -hmm. first, what you need to do is find a team, find a local team like ours here. If you're in our area local, walk in the door, ask what can I do? Start joining the team. You never know what possibilities those are going to, that's going to open up, whether it's a bigger position on the team that ends up being a crew chief or even a driver or marketing. There's so many positions available. Mm -hmm. Don't let fear get in your way of making your own way in life. You know, I mean, I was nervous first time I got in that jet car. I was a hot mess. I was a hot mess. <laughs> Luckily, I had the husband in my ear talking. He goes, yeah. Honey, breathe, you're okay. I go, no, -uh, I'm scared. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's one of those things. And to be able to see the ladies, you know, I'm proud of the ladies of Jet Racing. Um, you ask about Sarah Edwards. I've never had the opportunity to meet her, but I did meet the other Queens of Diamonds. And I met Jessie Harris, who was phenomenal. I'm going to give a shout out to her because she's doing motivational speaking right now. And she motivates me every day. So she is awesome. And then there was Jill Canuso that drove for a time, too. And there was other Queens of Diamonds before that. But right. those are the two that I knew. Um, there's a few ladies that have blazed the trails before me in jet racing. But uh, I'm hoping that I'm going to leave my mark with my ladies as well. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure of that. Absolutely. So um, I have a question here for you. They, they want to know, Craig Nelson, great friend of mine, says how do you find corporate sponsors i don't know got any advice no no i mean um, maybe but not for the show yeah. <laughs> you know what you do is is you find out what you do and how larson motorsports has been really lucky this is my job this is what i do i don't have any other job this is 100 percent how i make my income for my family and for our teams and first we find a partner that we really want to work with you know, and our partnerships, we've had partnerships for over 17 years. Um, some of the same sponsors that have been with us. And I think that's the best part is that we work with their marketing teams. You know, first we find something that we can do to potentially help them. It's not what they give us in money. Find right. a way to help them first. And if you show them that you can make them more money than what you're going to cost, then it's a no brainer. Um, with Florida Tech, we help recruit new students. We give the students hands-on experience, just the hands-on experience and the resume builders that they get. You know, Invaluable. Yeah. Miller Welders has been an awesome partner for us for over 17 years. I mean, those, those guys, and, guys and girls in Appleton know how to build a great welder. So mm -hmm. it's super exciting for that. We have Matrix Automotive System, a Sherwin-Williams company. And they help us with all the composites and the really cool paint schemes that you see on our race cars. But it's like trying to find something that you feel you can help improve them with or help them with it or bring a new brand out. There's 
exciting news in 2019 that we're going to be announcing a new brand, a new sponsor, and I'm super excited for it. We're planning the, the paint scheme right now. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And, and uh, Ashley, we're going to, we're working on some um, marketing training that we're going to be putting out for any size race team from uh, a young girl just starting out to people that have been in a long time. We're putting some things together for in the fall and winter when we're not maybe quite as busy. Yep. Um, and so we're excited about that part of what, of what we're going to do to help race teams figure out how do you raise money? How do you, you know, get sponsors and more, more than that, how do you keep them and build that relationship? Yeah. That's the thing. That is hard. And, you know, we, we make sure that they know everything we're doing. I don't want to be the take their money and run kind of gal. I want to be the kind of girl that's there all the time. And when, when you maybe don't have as good of a year, then maybe we don't have as good of a year and that's okay. You know, you win as a team and you lose as a team. And, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta, there's been some good economic times in this country and there's been some bad ones. So, you know, you can't always have your hand out. Sometimes you gotta put something back in their hand too. So. Yeah. Exactly. So what do you look forward to the most on race day? Um, this is really funny. I love the day of setup. I know that's so weird. There's something magical about a drag strip when no one else is there and you pull through the gates with your rigs and you just take a look around and you say, this is my life. I love setup day. Um, as much as I love going down the drag strip, I just love the environment. I love the community. I love the feeling that I belong there. Um, that is my favorite part of drag racing is that quiet, you know, right before the chaos is going to come out with all the burnouts and all that kind of stuff. So setup day is by far my favorite day. And then second is, is just when you get that little fan that comes up and they're so excited about seeing you race and they don't know if they should look at you or not because they're a little nervous. Um, but, you know, then third, it'd be driving down the track. You know, I still get a thrill. Everyone says, how much longer are you going to be racing for? I go, when I don't get excited about driving, you know, when I just think get in the car, ugh, you know how long it's going to take me to get in that suit. I am probably the first one always suited up. I'm like a little kid. Okay, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so the passion shows in everything you say, the passion you have for the racing, for the kids that you're helping it definitely, it shows on your face and it comes through in your words. And, and I love that part. So I know there's other women, you told us about the other women and, and um, girls on your team. Are there very many other women that you actually compete against or is it mostly men? It's, it's mostly men. Jet racing is a really small niche market. You know, um, we are paid to come in to put on a show like this weekend we were at Cordova for the world series of drag racing and it was really cool. There was five jet cars there, which was fun because usually you don't get as many jet cars at one event. Um, there was top fuel cars. There was nitro cars. There was pro mods. Um, there was the nostalgia super stock, which is so cool. Um, and a lot of junior racers and stuff like that. And that's why I kind of like that race is because it's such a mix you never know what you're going to find when you pull into the World Series. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of cool. The women in jet racing is not nearly as many, but it's just the men even aren't as many. You know, I think the, the sport is kind of 
you know, needs an infusion of some new fresh blood. And um, we're looking to expand our teams in 2019. So that's something you're going to have to look out for because that is going to be super exciting. Mm -hmm. We're going to make sure that you let us know about that yep. when it's time to announce it. Okay. <laughs> so obviously you started in this as a young girl. If you had a mom come up to you and say, hey, my 16-year-old daughter, all she talks about is being a drag racer, or maybe she's eight years old. Who knows? Some of those little junior dragster girls are not very big. No. What would you What would you say to that mom? Would you have advice for her? What would you tell her? I would. I would tell the. I would tell them. You know, don't let your little girl grow up too fast, man. There's there's so much time to be older, and there's so much time to be an adult. Let them enjoy and have fun when they're kids. You know, let the kids go out and play. Let the kids go out and do things and experience being a kid because you only get one shot at this life. And if you don't grasp every single second and enjoy it and you're so focused on what's ahead and you're not enjoying the here and the now. But if I was going to give them any advice, I would tell them start building her confidence up. Not cockiness, but confidence. You know, you get a lot of kids that you know, oh, I did this and I did that and here's this and here's that, you know, they can be confident in, in how they present themselves, you know, speaking, public speaking. A lot of kids, they don't even know how to speak. They don't how to know how to raise their eyes and look you in the eye. They don't know, mm -hmm. you know, they're nervous. Um, get them some public speaking courses because that's going to help build their confidence um, and just live show them everything that this world has to offer so when it's time for them to go out and decide what they want to do they know that they can choose from so many different things so right. and always so that's, always that's learn. interesting that you brought that up about you know um teaching them basically all the other pieces to being the complete package is what i would say yep um we actually have started a mentorship program we have one young lady in it that we're working with just to see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are doing. We're teaching her how to not only respond to an interview, but also how to conduct an interview, Ooh. how to walk, how to dress, what to eat, how to present yourself. And we're, we've just started it. We've kind of kept it on the down low, but that's something that we're going to be offering for, it could be girls or boys because they you when I interview kids and my granddaughter is a classic example. She just turned 15. She's been racing quarter midgets and then um, a four front wheel drive car. But when she gets asked a question, it's one word response or two word response. You've got to know how to respond. And, and it's all part of the package. I mean, um, I, I make them count how many times they say, um, <laughs> You know, and you sit here and you watch it and it's like, how does so many people just know how to flawlessly answer a question? And like, how does the ideas just pop in your head and when to know when to stop rambling and to just cut it off? But one thing I would please, please, please beg of you how to how to responsibly promote and post on social media. Mm -hmm. You know, every single intern, the application that we get in for drivers, for crew, for internships, for anything the first thing we do is go on their social media page yeah. and don't put, I mean, not that you can't be silly, silly's fun, but think about the people that are going to do that. And is that the image or your brand right. that you're going to want to put out there? Is that the first thing and the only thing potentially that people are ever going to see about you? 
and it's like you know tell ask ask them what three things if people said your name what for, what three things would you like them to think and so that's what you need to put out there yeah that's that's a big part of of the training because obviously nowadays that's what employers do too they go to your social media i mean and and they look and they think, well, this kid just partied in a college or, you know, and it, it could stop a really valuable employee from getting hired, but they just don't think. And, and that's a, that's a great point. And that is part of our training package. In fact, yeah. I had a question for you about, you know, how do you feel about the social media, which you just kind of answered, but do you feel it helps your race team? You obviously have somebody really good doing it. Um, is that a big part of how you promote yourself? Yep, a hundred percent. Because you know the persona was before when I was growing up. You would say see race teams, and you would see them on TV, but they were on the other side of the box. Yeah. You know, um, you didn't get to know the persona when you're at the racetrack. You don't get to know who they are when they're not wearing the race suit or the teams aren't carrying a wrench or something like that. I think social media gives you a chance to look inside their life a little bit more, get to know that person whether it's your business partner, whether it's anything. Um, I think, you know, what, what you want to see out there. And I, I think that's what we do at Larson Motorsports extremely well. Um, and I can't take any of the credit for. Kat Redner is actually my social media director. We have big names at Larson Motorsports. <laughs> I'm going to have to connect with her. She may have to be one of our mentors. <laughs> she, is, she is so awesome. I mean, when you sit there, she what you see is literally what you get with her. Um, she has taught me a thing or two about hashtags and all this and that and when to promote and when to do all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's so important. But, you know, we we always think about if you were a fan, what would you want to see? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? What do you want to see? And so I think, OK, well, I want to see what happens in my life during the day. So I take a picture, I go, this is my office today and I'm sitting at a desk. It's not nearly as exciting as sitting behind the wheel. You know, this is my office today. I'm mopping the floors or this is my office today. And I started a jet car today, which is pretty darn cool. I get to make fire and make burner pots today. So, um, <laughs> any day I get to make fire, I'm a happy camper. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as long as you stay positive and keep the drama out of Facebook, I think it's an amazing thing because honestly, I've met hundreds of women, you know, I already kind of knew you from PRI, but I've met hundreds of women in the last year through Facebook. And, and it's just, it's an amazing thing if it's used right. And it's a horrible thing if it's not. So, yep. um, learning how to use it correctly is definitely important. Well, and can connect us around the world. I mean, you know, I have, yeah. I have fans like I have this German guy that he came in today. He met me on Facebook. He met me and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And now you're here. Oh, you that's know? that's really cool. It's and it's cool. Is, is it is he the racer? No, he's just a guy who was a fan who just wanted to come over here. And so he's like, you know, I just said this is something that I want to do. So he came over and he visited the shop today and he'll be in tomorrow. And. He's like, I want to live the jet life. I want to see what is this because we always look like we're having so much fun. And I have to let you in on a secret. We have fun every single day. Yeah. Who gets to go in and play with race cars all day long? I mean, right. who gets to do that? Yeah, every once in a while, I have to like do the books and answer to my accountant and, you know, do boring stuff. 
But in the middle of like race car, okay, that's all I have to say is race car. That's what Kat Bowler says. She goes, I go, what do you want to do? She goes, race car. I go, okay. Yeah. But didn't talk about my, my new driver too, Big Dwayne Hill. I do have one boy driving. Okay, go ahead and talk about him. Oh, Big D. He is so special. Yeah, Big D. Um, no, he is a Marine um, and he is phenomenal. He's been with us for eight years. And this just goes that goes to show that um, hard work pays off. He sat behind the scenes. He didn't care what he had to do. He came to me. He says, Miss Elaine, I'll be a truck driver. So I made him a truck driver. He says, Miss Elaine, I'll help you with your jet technology. He helped me with that. Finally, when there was a spot, he goes, Miss Elaine, I'd like to drive. And I said, okay, get in. And he's been driving ever since. In fact, I race him in the World Series and he kicks my butt a couple times, but <laughs> it's always, I think they always get up when they have to race me because they figure if they can kick my butt, then they can, you know, I'm, I'm pretty unflappable on the starting line. So, you know, nothing really phases me too much. Uh, but you know, he, he does an amazing job and I've never seen someone as excited to race a jet car than him at the end of the track. Um, he lets it out. And that's what I love most about Dwayne is that he just shares his energy with so many other people and he's just so excited and he's just as goofy as I am. So it works. That's, that's awesome. I, and you know, the fact that he was willing to start at the bottom really yep, and to get where he wanted says a lot about him as well. Yep. So I know you've done a lot of things already, but you're not at your end of your career at all, but when you are at the end, what would you like to have accomplished? What's on your bucket list? You know, I was telling you about my wreck, hit a wall at 280, ended up with titanium plates and screws, blah, blah, blah. You know, every once in a while when the, when the weather changes, I can tell just like anyone who has metal in their body, you know, that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> I have it in my back, so I get it. You know, but I think it's about your legacy and, and the people that you've touched and effect, affected and you just want to mean something. Like when you're gone, you want people to say, you know, look at this organization that Christine Lang Larson made. We were just two farm kids from Michigan that we, we both made $3.35 an hour. Um, we had nothing and we have built this from the ground up. I want to be able to have our place be someplace where People aren't looked at funny because they're a girl coming into a race shop or they're a boy who knows nothing about welding, but they, he's able to strike that first arc for the first time. Mm -hmm. That's the legacy. I want people to love the sport that I do and the sport that has done so well for my family for 17 years. Um, we are going to be doing something super exciting in 2019 and it's going to be nitro. He's coughing. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a hairball. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, we're going to be hosting something at Palm Beach International Raceway. We have a lot of press conferences coming up really soon. We're partnering. We're bringing the band back together, and we are partnering up with some of our first partners that we ever did business with, Miss Laura South, who's been in the motorsports industry forever and love her to death. Her and I and a couple other people are putting together, and we're going to put on an event that will raise eyebrows. So we're super excited about that. I'm excited to hear more about that. That sounds like a good time to visit Florida. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, we're going to give away a trip to Florida to come to the races. Yeah, because I have awesome partners. Florida Space Coast, we're going to be, we're getting the contest going right now. 
And if you keep following and going on our Facebook page, you're going to be able to register to win uh, a trip to Florida. And it's going to be in January. So who doesn't want to be in Florida in January, right? That's a no-brainer, obviously. Everybody wants to be in Florida in January, especially if you live in Michigan. So, yeah, exactly. That's cool. So where would they where would they go to register and how would they like find out about that? It's going to be on our webpage. And if you go to lmsjets.com, you can follow our webpage and that has our existing schedule. But anything in the know, if you follow our Facebook page at Elaine Larson or Larson Motorsports, just make sure you spell Larson L-A-R-S-E-N because the O-N will get you every time. Yeah. And um, follow our Facebook pages and we're going to be giving that, getting that announcement out. Um, I just got the thumbs up from Space Coast Florida. So super excited to have great partners. It's going to be beachfront rooms. You can hear the ocean. The dolphins are going to be jumping in the background. And I kind of want to go. I'm here yeah, to go. that's. <laughs> that sounds like really a good time. So exactly. So um, I have, um, so Drew Jack is one of my buddies here in Michigan and, and they, you know, we always kind of tease each other. I, I'm the grandma of the bunch, but he says, Melinda, maybe you should be an 80 year old rookie. Now, hold on. I'm not 80. I'm <gasps> 62 and proud of it. And yeah, yeah he's in trouble now. And yep. then uh, my husband always tells the story about when I was at Mid-Ohio for the motorcycle races, they were giving rides and you could actually ride on the back. They went 180 down the back stretch and I was headed over to pay my $100 and it started to rain. And oh. it's been one of my regrets. So I would definitely get in the back of your car with you if it had an extra seat and take a ride down because I think that'd be awesome. It but, is. Such a cool experience to be behind the wheel of one of these things. Um, it's like nothing else. It's kind of a mutant between an airplane and a race car, a, you know, a piston engine car. And I don't know, I love it because I love the look of shock and awe when you shoot out 30 feet of fire and you do these just noise deafening. It's just bam, these burner pops. You bring your car up to stage and blink and we're gone. Um, I, I love the jet cars and I get a lot of questions. People say, if you could drive anything else, what would it be? It's a jet. The jet has started me. It is, it'll be what I go out driving. I love my jet cars. Um, there's just something magical about them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoy watching the nitro cars and, you know, Courtney force is really kicking a lot of butt and, I've talked back and forth with Ashley Force a lot, and she is she's been such a role model to these young girls and stuff. And Brittany and Leah Pritchett and mm -hmm. Erica Anders, you know, I mean, there's so many strong, positive female role models, especially in drag racing. There is. It makes me so proud. Shirley Maldowney was actually at the World Series this weekend. Oh, was she? Daddy. Yeah, with Big Daddy. So it was kind of cool. Um, you know, but it's it's just whether you're a boy or a girl, and you have a passion for something. I mean, it's easy for me to say on this side because I'm here, but it wasn't, I wasn't always here. You know what I mean? You weren't always there. Everyone always comes from a place. And the yeah. only way you're going to get to where you want to go is to roll your sleeves up and make a plan. And we write plans down all the time. Like today, I wrote a long range plan for the rest of this week. That was my long range plan. But they say if you don't write it down, it doesn't happen. So doesn't you've got to write it down. And excuses, you can just let those go in one ear and write out the other. Oh, well, I couldn't do it from this. Stop telling me why you can't do something. Tell me why you can. You know, I mean, 
I know, again, some of these things sound cheesy and it sounds canned, but it's true. If I gave up every time someone said, oh, well, you can't do that. Why not? You know what I mean? Why? Right. Give me, give me a good, give me one good reason. Yeah, and exactly. Go, and I go, okay, then I'm doing it. <laughs> and the thing I, the thing I love about motorsports, which, I mean, there's a lot of other occupations that you could say this about too, but the thing I love about motorsports is there's really no job in on a team that a woman couldn't do. And I, you know, everybody can't be the driver, but just like your gal that does your social media, she's having a huge impact on your team. You know, the, the, the gal that inspects your car, all these things, they have such huge impacts and they're not the driver. It doesn't matter. Everybody's important. And sometimes they're, you know, more important sometimes than the driver. Cause if oh. they didn't do their job, you wouldn't be able to go down the track. Without oh, that, I would never be who I am and what I am today without them. And it's just anybody from anyone who's ever touched or had anything to do with my race cars. Um, you know, it's just, they're amazing. You know, I have a new uh, crew chief. His name's Zach Costello. Whoop, whoop, Zach. Um, <laughs> he's a Florida Tech student. He's an aerospace engineer, and I'm really proud of him. He has really uh, got a handle on my race car. And he just tells me what to do. And I say, okay, boss, here we go. You know, um, he gives me a safe race car. I make sure the car is shiny side up and try to do my best to not mess it up. And uh, we end up, you know, back in the trailer with all of our bits and pieces together. Yeah, that's, I always said when my son raced and I tell my granddaughter too, a successful night is when your race car is in one piece and you're headed <laughs> home. So doesn't matter to me if you win or lose, but nope. Keep that car and yourself in one piece. So Sarah Edwards actually said, hey, ladies, nice interview. So she's listening in to us. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's cool. I met Sarah at Martin. I know you were at Martin not too many weeks ago. Yeah, we were. Yeah. And I think Sarah was there just a few weeks before I did because I was seeing a lot of little kids sporting the Queen of Diamonds shirt. So that was really cool. You know, I think that it's it's an honor to be able to go out and to be able to do what we do. Um, you know, Chris and I have made our living racing and I keep, I keep saying that to myself because I said, who does that? Like, right. who does that? Um, it is such a select few of people really. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're not the riches of rich. We're not the poorest of poor. We live happy, you know, and what does it take to make you live happy? I just, uh, when we were in Martin this last little bit, I shot a TV commercial, which you guys are going to be able to see coming out pretty soon. Very cool. Because I am not an actor or actress or whatever. I'm like, oh. but I, I auditioned for this part and I got it. And um, it's about retiring your risk. And it's about, you know, making sure that you're fully prepared for what's going to happen next. And, you know, in a jet car, you always have to think, 10 steps or in any race car, you have to think 10 steps ahead. You can't think of in the moment of where you are now, because if something goes wrong, you got to be able to react and, and prepare and identify anything that could possibly happen. And that's what the TV commercial is about. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm perfect for this. Um, and hopefully it turns out perfect. If it didn't, we won't tell you about it. <laughs> oh no, I definitely, I, I think that's awesome. And you're right. So many people, even in life, they're just looking right in front of their face. Yep. And it's like, no, you gotta, you gotta set some goals and look long-term and see what you can accomplish. So that's, that's pretty cool that you were in a commercial. Yeah, I know. Right. So, <laughs> um, 
are we you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So they can find where you're going to be and everything on there, I would assume. Yep. All the schedules are online and on our Facebook page. We promote the next race we're going to is Memphis, Tennessee for the F body nationals. I don't even know what it is, but we're going there and it's going to be a blast. I love Memphis. Love, love, love Memphis. Um, it's just so fun to go there, but I love any town that has a racetrack. So, I mean, we were at Quaker city, Ohio, and I loved Quaker city. That place was so welcoming and the track was so well-groomed. Um, Martin's always awesome, you know, mm -hmm. and then I've got my Florida tracks where I cut my teeth drag racing. So they always have a special place in my heart. I have never raced at my track that I went to for the first time. It's mid Michigan motorplex in Stanton. That's where I went to see my very first drag race. And I saw my very first jet car at the same time. Never been back. Well, they should have you back. They should. It's yeah, absolutely. for my house. So, you know, yeah. so people. <laughs> it's probably not far if you came to Martin to go there. So they'll yeah. have to work on getting you there. That yeah. would be a lot of fun. So um, I just want, I want to thank you so much. This has been a great interview. You've been so open and sharing about all the things that you're doing and that gave us little glimpses of what's coming up. And I appreciate that so yep. much. I know you missed dinner with your German guests and your family tonight. So get chilly. That's okay. That's to be okay. on here with us. So thank you for that. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you wanted to share about anything about what you do or your family or anything at all? I think the only thing that I, well, I have the most awesome family. I have my sisters that support me a million percent, even though I terrify them every time I go down the drag strip, they are so proud of me. They're so proud of the what, how far I've come and the family that we have. Um, my son just graduated from college. Yay! <laughs> I'm so proud of him. Um, he's going to be a jet mechanic, just like his daddy. So super proud that my husband is such a good, strong uh, male role model for our son. And uh, my dog Nitro is still as chubby and funny as ever. So um, you guys got to you got to move fast and keep up with us, man, because life moves fast. We all have 24 hours in a day. I know what I'm doing with mine tomorrow. What are you guys going to do with yours? That's that's a great question. And I hope everybody out there is listening because. Let's not, let's not waste any time. Let's enjoy every day yep. to the fullest. So Elaine, thank you so much. I'm, I'm definitely going to try to get somewhere where you're racing. If okay. not this year, next year, um, I want to see you in person, give you a hug and tell you, thank you so much for all you've done for women in racing and blazing the trail and, and such a good role model for not just the women, but all racers. So Thank you again so much. Tell your family, thank you for sharing you with us tonight. And um, to all the listeners, we get a lot of listeners after the fact because we're on Eastern time and a lot of our listeners are all across the country, all across the world. So we'll share the link and everybody out there share the link of the interview. And we just want everybody to, to hear what you had to say. So thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. So that was Elaine Larson. She's an amazing woman. If you didn't catch the whole interview, go back and listen because she had a lot of things to share, not just about her being in racing, but just about life and everything. She was, she's an amazing woman. So uh, check that out. Share the, um, share the link later when um, we get it posted. And thanks everybody for being on with us tonight. 
and we'll see you next week.